0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty Luke Gaming, the show where we talk about gaming news. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And a quick reminder, you have till the end of this week to play Heavy Rain and Absolver. Both offer free on PlayStation Plus. Download those, play those, come back at the end of this week, and uh, tell us what you thought of them. We'll let you know what we thought of them. And our Game of the Month, also at the end of this uh, week, is Earth Defense Force 4.1. We'll be talking about that on Game of the Month, two different shows at the end of this week. So uh, if you have those games, play them, come back, let us know what you thought of them, and we'll have a conversation about it. Uh, also, we have a... Uh, discord down in the description box make sure to hit the link and talk to us anytime anytime all the time and uh god damn, fucking fly flying around here and uh we are on most podcast uh platforms uh spotify uh itunes if you'd rather listen to us while driving to work or whatever you're doing you can do that and if you're listening to us and you want to see what we're doing or watch what we're watching uh feel free to come to uh youtube at tasty loot gaming and uh Why not subscribe if you feel like it? Uh we have a slow week in uh gaming news. So we have two bits of news to talk about, and then we're going to be watching the new trailer for uh Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which will explain uh some game features that we do not know about because I have not watched it. I don't think you've watched it. Nope. Um so yeah, that'll be interesting. All right, uh let's get into it. First bit of news. So as of today, the new crossover update for Ghost Recon Wildlands, uh part of Special Operations 2, uh is is out now um which is a crossover between uh ghost recon wildlands and rainbow six siege uh it is called operation archangel and it stars uh sieges valkyrie twitch and uh caviera uh which are three of the operators from um rainbow six siege uh in this uh Caviera has gone missing and uh let's see. Valkyrie is uh working with Twitch, who you will be playing with, uh, your team in Twitch to find uh where they're at in Bolivia since that's where uh Rainbow Six, um, I don't know, Rainbow Six, Ghost Recon Wildlands is based. Uh, it says players who complete Operation Archangel prior to August 14th will be awarded with Caviera's uh, gloves as in-game uh, customization that, when equipped, allows a player's ghost operative to perform Caviera's special takedown move for Rainbow Six Siege, which is really scary. I was playing in Siege, and she moves around like silently. And I remember I was, like, sneaking through the building with my gun, and I look over, and she's just walking at me quickly, and she fucking took me down and killed me. I was like, that was like a horror movie. Um, So, yeah, quick little tidbit. Um, And, yeah, so you get her takedown. Also, a new update Uh, adds Rainbow Six Gear Pack, which gifts two new weapons, Caviar's uh, Louisian uh, Handgun. I'm probably saying these names all wrong. Let me know in the comments how to say them correctly. And the HK416 Assault Rifle. The pack also includes Valkyrie and Twitch-themed cosmetics. Uh, For PvP play, um, it's adding two classes, Toxic and Surgeon. The former is inspired by Siege's Smoke and uses Poisonous Gas to asphyxiate targets. And The latter is based off of Siege's Dock and can use a Stim Gun to revive teammates from a distance two new maps factory and checkpoint are also added and uh observer mode for players who want to watch pvp matches and a permadeath mode for players that want an additional challenge what do we think about uh first off ubisoft doing the long term with their games all of them uh this update um the crossover between siege and wildlands and uh everything else
1: I mean, we've said it a few times at this point. It's great that Ubisoft is uh, showing long-term support for the games. Uh, you know, you buy a game and you actually feel like you're going to get longevity out of it, which I think is really important. Uh, something that's been gone for a long time in gaming. I mean, you used to buy a game, you know, and it was really long and you'd play it, and then an expansion would come out and just be a whole other game, essentially, at that point. Uh, it's not quite like that, but with bite-sized content coming out all the time, you never really have a reason to stop playing the games, which is great.
0: Well, it's interesting, too, because the it seems as though, and these guys have been the ones that have pushed it uh, alongside everybody else, but like really heavily from Ubisoft, um, there's been a philosophy in gaming that's been slowly changing. And for a while there, a couple of years ago, it was... There's so many games, and it's still the case now, but there's so many games now that they wanted to put so much content on a disc that they kept that disc in your console. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that they ran into is it was too much content at once. Uh, so it seems like Ubisoft is going the route of still trying to give you that much content, but over the course of time, which probably helps them with production time, but also... Gives you new reasons to get excited again. Kind of taking a note from MMOs. Mm-hmm. MMOs, you play them, they get a little stagnant, and then it gets exciting again because an expansion comes out. Yeah, Ubisoft's kind of following that. Because, I mean, like that's a pretty significant update. Mm-hmm. That's new items. That's new PvP stuff. That's new um, uh, visual aesthetic stuff. And it's a whole new mission to play. So,
1: Well, and it's, it's funny because they recently did the, the Splinter Cell one as well. Yep. So um, it's really smart of them to take their own properties, obviously, and be able to... Make cross events like this and stuff. Uh,
0: and as a big, like, Tom Clancy fan, I love that they're just now finally uh, kind of having, like, a, a crossover that makes these worlds feel like they're all part of the same world. Right. Because before, like, you play this and you're like, okay, I get the much SWAT team. Okay, I get in this. They're pretty much, like, special operations that do, like, you know, the more outdoorsy stuff. I get it. This guy's a singular, uh, you know, assassin slash spy type dude. Right. But now it feels like these people are all operating at the same time.
1: Yeah and uh and even for them to go as far as to add like uh you know move sets from uh like siege into wildlands as an example here um is neat touch to add to it especially if you play both games um otherwise i mean a bunch of new modes and uh being able to watch matches i think is also a welcome addition uh, and overall it's just it's great that they are able to do this um
0: now is this, this is a patch right not a dlc it's free yeah it's yeah, okay. just a free free patch that came out everybody yeah, has access to it The only thing that's different is like you have to beat that mission by a certain time to get the special shit so it's an event right 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 yeah. which is pretty popular in a lot of
1: games i mean yeah um so hopefully uh, one thing they do do uh in in the long run is repeat events for people to have opportunities again.
0: Yeah, I wonder how that works. Because I did the uh and there's actually a video of it on the channel, but um I did the predator event and it was actually neat. Like it, it wasn't like super detailed. It wasn't like a predator game, but it was still interesting to have a whole new thing to do right in a game. I mean you've played plenty of games with events. You know, they're always enough to be different a little bit. Mm. And then like when you beat it, you got like a couple things for how it was but one of them was like the predator mask and stuff like that so it's kind of cool that when you play these i didn't play the spin on one, which sucks because hopefully i can get that gear but yeah
1: well that's what i'm saying is like you got you missed out on it and hopefully mm-hmm. you'll be able to come back to it and I, I think a good example of that is like right now monster hunter is doing their summer event and it's very similar to the spring event so you all that stuff you missed out on minus maybe the spring cosmetics are all right back so um Which is awesome. Which is awesome. I'm glad they're doing that regularly. And I'd love to see other companies do similar things Mm -hmm. as well. So hopefully Ubisoft also does that. But I mean, that's pretty much all I have on that.
0: Yeah, uh, I think it's awesome. Um, I'm a fan of both games. I'm a fan of all the Tom Clancy games. Uh, I actually, pl- I played the shit out of Wildlands. Um, I loved it. I've played the shit out of Siege. Um, Wildlands is a game, well, actually, I think I bought it digitally, so I guess I'm not, no, no, no. I think I own it physically. Anyway, um, that's a game that, that is such a big game that's so fun to play with people um, that I, I can't see myself getting rid of it. So I'm glad to see that it's still getting content. Um, because this is exciting. This is something I want to do. It sounds cool. Um, Too bad nobody fucking owns this game, but, uh, but it's very fun, and I, and I enjoy it a lot. Um, it was kind of buggy when it first came out, but it definitely um, has gotten better. Um, but, yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, Like I said before already, I like the whole, like, cohesion between properties. That's really neat. Um, I do think it's really neat that if you're a fan of Siege, you can get some Siege shit in Wildlands. It would be kind of cool to see something, like maybe someone from this, become an operator in uh, Siege. Because be cool. they're already going to be adding fucking, like, 50 more guys so and girls. So, It'd be cool to to have that uh, crossover. Um, I like that you're getting um, a specialized um, takedown. That's really neat. And the multiplayer, uh, something I need to go back and play because when it first came out, that was neat. And then they didn't update and they kind of fucked it up. And then, of course, they fixed it. So I'd like to go back and try it because it's... I thought it was really neat. Um, it's cool to see that they're that they're updating that as well. So if you are, maybe you bought that game after that came out, and you're like, I really like this multiplayer. You're getting content as well. Uh, two new maps is great. You know, I would expect maybe one, but two is great. Uh, Perma death modes. I'm all about that. I love that shit. Um, and uh, yeah, no, that it sounds cool. And I like that there is two new operators uh, that are based off of sieges. Uh, uh smoke move and uh and whoever the other one was whatever the fuck i said yeah doc uh being able to shoot someone back up so i mean that's that's really cool this is awesome i this makes me want to hop back in and play it so uh and i thought i was done with it because i played it a lot and i was like yeah i'll wait till somebody maybe picks it up and wants to play then i'll play again but this makes me want to play again so it does exactly what it's supposed to anything else you want to say on that no Alright, let us know in the comments, uh, what do you think about this crossover? What do you think about crossovers in general? Uh, What do you think about Ghost Recon Wildlands and Rainbow Six Siege? Do you play either of them? Do you play both of them? Uh, And if you do, let me know uh, who's your main and uh, what do you do in Wildlands? Do you play the multiplayer? Do you play the single player? Do you play with your friends? Let me know everything you're thinking about when it comes to that. Uh, Second bit of news.
1: So, uh, Anthem, which was shown at E three this last year and met with um, a lot of, you know, praise and and impressed uh, a lot of people, uh, also kind of left people wondering about the direction in which BioWare is going right now. It seems a little out of the wheelhouse, and so uh, there is a theory that EA is is pushing them in that direction. Uh, well, they recently interviewed James Olin, who. Uh, worked on Anthem as narrative director for a period of time, and he left BioWare recently after 22 years of the company. Um, I'm just going to ramble off some quotes from him uh, when it comes to this topic. So I think one of the things about BioWare uh, has been really good at, which has allowed it to survive for more than two decades, is taking risks and trying new and different things. Uh, he pointed out that uh, Bioware has done this multiple times using examples of Neverwinter Nights and Star Wars The Old Republic, and also brought up uh, that Bethesda has recently also faced similar with Fallout 76. Uh, the fact that Bioware is doing something different with Anthem doesn't mean that Bioware isn't going to do games that skew more towards the traditional style that Bioware is known for. It's just a chance to do something a little different. It was driven by Bioware itself, the team. I know there is a lot of... The conspiracy theories that EA is the one behind it, but that has never been the case. BioWare has always had a lot of control over the kind of games it makes. Um, and then GameSpot says, surely EA has a hand in shaping the direction of Anthem, but is encouraging to hear that Olin said BioWare has a good amount of control. So what do we think about the conspiracy theory? Uh, the weight of what Olin is saying? Or do you still think it's
0: EA? Um... Well, it's interesting they talk about, well, he says it's conspiracy theory. Uh, this is something that a lot of people say about a lot of things, uh, depending on who, who the company is working on what and if it's good or bad, because typically if it's good, they're always going to say that the company working on it is the ones thinking of the idea. If it's something they don't agree with, they typically want to blame the publisher. Uh, it's something I actually fight against sometimes because uh, I think it's a way of people kind of denying what they're kind of worried about um i see it happen a lot quite a bit um a lot quite a bit i did both both of those things um so it makes sense that people think that i mean i i still think that with this game um just because it makes complete sense that uh destiny uh the division and games even like Warframe and games that you're playing with like three friends and they're kind of like an MMO, but they're kind of a single player game are really popular right now. Makes complete sense that uh, they would want to make a game like that as well. Now, if BioWare, if it's their idea, maybe even the early concept was a completely different Styled game, but still thematically the same looking that you know they thought about you're going to be in Mech's can be futuristic, and you know EA might have pushed them to make it more like, like you know, loop based, drop based, uh, hub based, um, faux MMO like, um, is completely possible, and I, I still don't think it's he could be saying this, and that could still be true. So, I think what he's saying is true. But I think it's almost impossible to rule out that EA has a driving um, force in this, especially after some of the failures Bioware's had recently. It's hard for me to believe that they are in full control of their direction just because in almost every single medium where somebody takes a lot of money to make something, to make a lot of money, you you, you succeed, you get a lot of freedom. You fail, you start losing some of that freedom. So, um. And the other reason, and like I said, this could be all their idea. makes complete sense. I'm not even doubting them because Bioware is a very um, uh, talented company. And if you look back at like Naughty Dog, they used to make Crash Bandicoot. And now they make The Last of Us. Yeah. So people can definitely go, as they grow, let's try something new. It happens all the time. But even when he mentions um, like a game like uh, The Old Republic, it still very much follows, in an MMO way, their structure on how they make games. Uh, I think it's great that they try something new because this doesn't look like a Bioware game to me. You could literally show me this and not tell me who made it, and I would never guess it's Bioware, yeah. uh, which is awesome. I'm glad to see them doing something different, but um, you know, that could just be them completely having a new idea and just trying it out. Or it could be a little bit of both, a little bit of they had an idea and a world, envisioned a story to, like, you know, to tell. And they're like, hey, can we make this into like, you know, like a faux MMO type game? And they're like, yeah, maybe we, we'll work we'll work um, on it. Because I know they had a lot of production problems with this game as well early on. So um, anyway, I, to, to fucking pull it together, um, I believe what he's saying. And I do think that they had the core main idea and the, and, and the drive is, is all theirs don't think i do think ea has some say in it though i think it'd be kind of weird to assume they don't or they didn't at all but um i also don't think that they're like the overlords they're like whipping people at bioware like fucking you need to make a game that's going to compete with those other two games and if you don't we're you're, we're going to fucking Fire all of you. So, and you know, some people are definitely going to think EA is like, because you know, EA's always voted like the worst company ever. They're going to think that they're doing the worst thing ever. So, I, I think it's somewhere in between. I think it's closer to Bioware. Didn't Comcast win that recently
1: over EA finally?
0: Fuck. They should. <laughs> EA sucks, but EA's not. EA's just annoying. They do shitty practices, blah, blah, blah. Comcast has a fucking monopoly. And they they practice shitty practices that you can't avoid. Yeah. It's fucked up. I hate Comcast. <laughs>
1: um, so I agree with most of what you said. Um I, I I do think um you know EA pays the bills, so they they do Ooh. have some say, though um I think you do bring up a good point that uh, Bioware could have originally already had a concept of world and, and ideas. They may not have had a game type in mm-hmm. mind, and EA may have been like, "Hey, these other two companies that are kind of you know our biggest competition would uh, have this style of game. They're
0: making this kind of money." could you think
1: that would work for for one of your games you know type thing it may not have been you need to do this as much as just like suggestive
0: yeah and once they agree to it they're still in control yeah so it's really easy to use the wording be like yeah we're in control of it because they asked us
1: but i mean even like and time will tell but if Mm. as soon as the game starts and the storytelling is like you know there's a lot of dialogue and it's all you know, voice acted, and there's lots of choices and stuff like that. You're gonna go, okay, this is definitely a bioware definitely. game. You if I see that, I'll, yeah. I'll
0: withdraw everything I said about it being like completely different.
1: Um, and then I also think it's a good point to say the companies change all the time. And you mm-hmm. used a good example, and I also want to further that example by saying, um, Guerrilla Games made uh, Killzone, and then they made first person uh, shooter, looked uh, Horizon good. Zero Dawn, and Horizon Zero Dawn is way different, completely different game. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so fucking the guys made no man's sky yeah they made uh that danger joe game where the fuck it's right. called it's like a little motorcycle trials game well, even
1: within no man's sky now mm-hmm. and I mean, obviously it's not out yet but like it went from what it was mm-hmm. to I, I don't know if you've seen the stuff for the multiplayer update but there's like no. actual customizable characters that you, ha- you get to make and stuff for your your characters i have that installed it has base building and all so the game has come a long ways as well and that's even within one game so maybe that should be our game of the month next month uh, yeah, because I think the multiplayer comes out this month. So I think it's out. Is it out now? I think so. Let's on the comments. Anyway, yeah. I yeah, I installed it because I knew it was coming, and that's yeah. as far as I got. on It's that. the only reason it's on my hard drive right now. Yeah. Um. But anyways, uh, yeah, I I think, uh, you know, with the words he's using, because it's very easy to, uh. Like you kind of said, the control thing. If, if it's your idea and you're making the game, you are technically in control of it. Even yeah. if someone else was like, you should make this kind of game. You agree to it, you're still in control. Or if you've or been influenced, you still controlled saying yes yeah. to that. But uh, I think overall, uh, I, I think it's exciting for Bioware to do something different. Step out of their, their uh, comfort zone. I also uh, am comforted by the fact that he basically is saying they're still going to make their other types of games. Because... Uh, you know, worst case scenario, this game is awful and they go back to what they're good at or best case scenario, this game is great and they have another type of game to work on. So,
0: well, and if this game is bad, people will instantly blame EA, which to a certain degree, like I get where they're coming from because they've been fucked over by them. But if this game is good, no one's going to blame EA. no. So it's a really, it's a really interesting dynamic, how that works. So, um, I just view it as like, you know, EA is the influencer, but the person making the game is fucking Bioware. And Bioware does have a long legacy, so they do definitely have control. But, again, like I said, with the last Mass Effect that did not do as well as I'm sure EA would have liked, I don't think they're giving them fucking free uh, reign on, on everything. So Yeah,
1: I, would, I also think it's important to note that this game is made by the main team, yeah. too. So.
0: Yeah, not the same team that made the other one. Yeah. But the company as a whole, you know, if they lost the money, they're, they're going to oh, be yeah. like, we need to be careful. For sure. So, uh, anything else you want to say on that? No. Pretty much. Okay. So, like, just to, it, you know, put together, though, again, like, you know, we, we don't necessarily buy any of the extremes. Pretty much think it's probably something more down the middle.
1: It, it has to be. Yeah. There's no, because... They are a company of EA, right? Mm-hmm. So they're not one hundred percent of their own free will. I really doubt EA just hands them a blank check every month and goes, "Hey, have fun." No, they're not. They're, they're not stockholders to please. They're
0: they're not like a Naughty Dog type yeah. company. Um, just because Naughty Dog hasn't made any mistakes yet, so um,
1: I mean, even Blizzard, right? Yeah. Who gets to pretty much do whatever they want? Still, like Activision, still goes, "We need this many products well, by it's, this time." Frame. It's
0: it's because of Activision that Overwatch exists. Yeah. So, there you go. Um because when they merged together, they they had like a, a, essentially a uh a plan for the next whatever years mm-hmm. to have this and this and this and this done by then. The ideas of Overwatch of course or Blizzard's, everything there is them, but yeah. but they wanted some kind of shooter. Yeah. So, um which is because everybody loved Overwatch. Let us know in the comments. What do you think about uh the EA controlling conspiracy theory? Do you think EA is in full control of the direction of Bioware's games? Do you think Bioware's is in full control? Do you do you kind of are you in line with us when it comes to kind of in the middle ground there? What do you think, uh, really, about anything about this? Are you excited for Anthem? Do you think it's going to be awesome? Do you think it uh, had too many problems and you're kind of worried about it? Or do you think it's going to fucking suck? Let us know in the comments everything you have to say and think about Anthem. Uh, Third bit of news is not... Well, I mean, it is news. There's information here. But we're going to be watching a video for Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Welcome to uh, PietyT.com. Pay a TT? I don't know how to say it. I'm sure they'll say it in the video. But, uh, yeah, it's going to show some NPCs, some um, of a hub area, I guess, petting an alpaca, which I love alpacas. So uh, that'll be interesting. And, yeah, it's 10 minutes long, so uh, let's watch this. Anything you want to say on this before we watch it? Hype level? Uh,
1: No. Pretty much non-existent, but I haven't been playing the Tomb Raider games. Uh, I have both of them. The alpaca. Every time I hear that word, I always think of Mabodogi. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I've been playing a lot of the the deep, deep, fucking dark, minor dungeon game. No, not gnomes. Dwarves in Space. Yeah, Deep Rock Galactic. And uh, there is a mineral called uh, alpaca. And every time I see that, I, I, I think alpaca. We gotta go mine alpaca. Dope. All right. Uh, and yeah, my like I said, I own the two games. I've played them both a little bit each. Uh, they're fine, they're fine. Um, I haven't beaten either. I don't know if I ever will. But uh this one does seem like the second game seems more of the same as the first one, which is great, a little more expanded. This one seems like they're really kind of trying to carve something um individual. So, it'll be really interesting to see what happens. All right. Three, two, one, and let's go. Do we have volume? Oh, shit. Detailed. Yeah. I do like the idea
2: of a, Hi, of a my name is Jason and I'm the Narrative Director on Shadow of the Tomb Raider. In Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Lara Croft races to defeat Trinity and stop a Maya apocalypse. Along the way, she'll discover a hidden city. Welcome to Pai TT, the largest hub ever found in a Tomb Raider game. It's home to a civilization untouched by modern culture and filled with challenge tombs and side missions. As Lara makes her way through Pai she'll visit multiple districts such as the fishing. And she got bone They're
0: like, oh, she's one of us.
2: Lara can use her archaeologist skills to decipher murals, doing I saw so to her translation ability and unlocks it locations for hidden treasure and other secrets.
0: I don't know what it is about about having like. Hubs and games but I like like getting back in my shit together and preparing to go again Yeah, which is technically like an extra step that a lot of people probably wouldn't want but it seems like people do enjoy The doing marketplace
2: that. is a thriving economy and Introduces well, I mean, a new barter system that allows people make to make a base for a wide yeah. variety so. of items including crafting materials outfits, it's nice knowing you're and safe, weapons. and
0: you can get your shit
2: together mm-hmm. by activating an option called voiceover immersion You can hear the inhabitants of Pichi T speak in their native language for an even more captivating experience. If you don't activate it, they will That's simply cool. speak in your chosen voiceover language. Will you trade? Please. I have barely made enough to offer in tribute. Tribute to who? The cult of Kukulkan, of course.
0: So if you listen to them in their native language, is there subtitles? Yeah, I showed it earlier. Okay.
1: Probably how I would play if I yeah. No,
0: I I love uh, the idea of really watching or doing whatever, hearing things in the original format. It's like the side quests.
2: Yeah.
0: I also appreciate that it
1: sounds like this. The club conversations all over the place. Yeah, it's
0: not, sound design's so important. I'll play games every once in a while and I don't hear the He's person walking, trust like me. Fucking insane. Mortal. So having that atmosphere. Mm. Just like in a game when you're near the force the you hear birds and PT stuff. I'm like, okay, business. this is this is good. So many good. have
2: optional information or side quests for Lara to complete. Doing so will not only reward her with experience points,
0: new Lara. weapons or
2: more, it can also yield new information within the narrative. I thought I told you to go. Kuali is safe and I have the herbs your wife needs. Really?
1: Hubs.
0: Yeah, I'll totally play with like that.
2: Thank you for all you've done.
0: The Damn, you little chubby boy hugs?
2: Are both filled with people. <laughs> and one <laughs> of you the pet hands,
0: alpacas the flower and flower hug fucking little bullcats?
1: Lara, I hate to ask
2: you, but. but. Would I go and get the champion's bow? Thank you.
1: You will find oh, the ocean yeah, so you know. Up the shore of the river.
2: Don't worry. I'll do my best to get the bow.
0: i will just find it. I'll oh, get it. That guy's jamming.
2: bop, 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 bop. bop.
0: also cool too, because like Larcroft is is obviously like an adventurer, explorer, tomb raider, so it's neat to know that she's actually running like into those like places. She's running into people, because you would, yeah, if you're gonna be out in those woods for so long. So it kind of adds to the the immersion of of actually being on these adventures and not just always being alone in caves, running into like one person every once in a while. And a dinosaur. Yeah, and dinosaur Yoshi. They should do a crossover. It sounds like it has pretty decent sound design. I keep listening to all the sounds. I think the
1: environment's really
0: good looking too. Yeah. I just like, that this one almost reminds me of like a New Age. Like the last two, of course, are like New Age Tomb Raiders, but
2: but this one visually reminds me of like the old Tomb Raiders, yeah, like with the actual tombs
0: and shit. Remember that one when they try to resurrect Tomb Raider again? Came out like for like PC and stuff. You locked on people and did like. Well, I guess that's all the old Tomb Raiders, but you do like backflips and shit. Yeah. What the hell is it called? Uh, there's the one that I was like, oh, this one's not so bad, because before there's like two or three that were really bad. Man, I can't keep track of all the names of There's so many Tomb Raiders that have existed. But I'm sure that one's garbage now. But I remember playing, on like, oh, this one ain't so there's bad. There's cover covering like a pure black suit, isn't she? Yeah. I think so, yeah. And that one has like urban areas and shit you're going to.
2: The Paititi hub includes a dense jungle that hides several challenge tombs. It also has crypts tucked away. There's the Angel reaching of them Darkness too, but that one's garbage. The reward is great, however, as crypts are now as large as tombs used to be, offering a trap-filled labyrinth to navigate and rewards for those who can survive them.
0: So a bunch of optional tombs, essentially. The, the first one, I believe, had something similar to that, but I don't think they're as big. Like he was saying, they're the size of tombs or whatever. Because I remember, is that in the first one or second However, one? But there was like Lara these, uh still um... looking
2: for the challenge tomb she was told about. It. And it seems the entrance is hidden underwater. Luckily, one of Lara's skills is an upgraded breath Ugh. meter. So she can reach the tomb.
0: Ew, I hate that. she's underwater going through a crack. Um... What the hell was I saying? Oh, there was like these, um, random... They're like, not huts. They're like, um... Some kind of shrine buildings, and you you had to go through and do like a puzzle there to, to get shit. Gotcha. well was dark. Good. Also, doesn't help we have lights in our face. Yeah, makes contrast quite a quite, quite different.
2: gates open now I'll I'm just have to that get the
0: over I'm glad they don't show off too much at a time yeah I'm sure there's a couple areas that like you'd have to figure out do another thing that's interesting about Tomb Raider as opposed to any other game like this, so like Uncharted, but uh that not only are you just like fighting and killing things, which seems to almost be lesser than the other aspects, but like platforming, like the old school days, and like avoiding getting killed by things is also important, to like, like a core part of the gameplay.
2: They also require new traversal skills such as rappelling and swimming in order to unlock the secrets they hold. We won't spoil this one, which is known as the Warrior's Trial. In Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Lara must explore the city of Paititi, survive the deadly jungle that surrounds it, and overcome brutal tombs in order to become the Tomb Raider she's destined to be.
1: Yeah, that was quick. was quick.
0: All right, impressions, thoughts.
1: Uh, I I think you actually kind of nailed it pretty well when you said it. It Kind of reminds me of the older ones,
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, mostly just
1: because of the uh, uh, more of the emphasis on the the exploration and the the platforming and the um, you know environment instead of just like killing things. Now, granted. I didn't really play the last two that much, so mm-hmm. it, for all I know, that could have been there for a while, but I still remember advertising it as such, so.
0: Yeah. Uh, the first one is interesting because it's still it felt like I was taking after Uncharted, which is an interesting turn since Uncharted took after it. But uh the original ones. But they really tried to add survival mechanics to it, which at the time lost survival games were really popular, so it made sense they're taking after that. And a lot of like Brutality. I think they're going for like a raw, real feeling, and I think they overdid it in that. The second one didn't play that much, but it felt a lot like the first one. This one though seems like she's more established as a Tomb Raider. It's not an origin story, and it it feels it looks more like Tomb Raider. You're going into these tombs, you're exploring, um, you're you're having to figure out, uh, you know, contraptions and traps and shit, and dodge certain things, and and uh, yeah, this one. This one does not remind me of, like, skip the second game, the first one. If you look at the first one, look at this. I think there's actually quite a bit of difference here now because this one seems like it's it's more comfortable in knowing that, like, we don't have to remake this game series now and hope people like it. Right. They're going, okay, the last two games worked. Let's make this feel like a confident Tomb Raider game, and that's what it looks like to me. Um, watching that actually makes me want to go play the other two games. So, I mean, that's that's a pretty good thing. Yeah. Because they're not on my mind ever. So, um, But yeah, I, I agree with what you're Well, kind of what I said, but what you were saying. Yeah. That it looks like the older ones. Uh, any interest in it?
1: Honestly, not really. I, I'd be interested in watching uh, parts of it, but I, I just know it's a game I'd play for like a day and then forget about probably. Mm. Um, which is nothing
0: negative against the game. It's just not really in my wheelhouse. I'd like to see more I'd like to see enemy types but I'd like to see more animals hmm. uh, the first game had like wolves and stuff Retourated. and Yeah, they're, the, uh, they're okay but like one thing I really liked about the older Tomb Raiders is like you'd go into like a fucking cave and there'd be like a bear and then other times it would be wolves and other times there'd be like monkeys or whatever the hell and like there's all these different types of animals that I'd really like to see and they might have that in the last two like I said I have played a couple hours of each game um and if they do have that, let me know in the comments. But uh, but I'd like to see that in this because um, they already. First off, I'm weird. I'm I'm weird about sound and, and music and all that stuff. So I really think the sound design sounds good. Uh, it was enough for me to go, oh hey, they actually put some work into that because there's a lot of things going on. Visually looks cool. The gameplay looks good. Um, I just like to see, uh, and they already did it with the town uh it's densely packed it seems alive there's a lot of you know sound and people doing random things i'd like to see that with the the jungle around it as well mm-hmm. um so hopefully they do that because that would be it'd make the world more interesting i'd I'd hate to be walking around in what would feel like an empty jungle um you know with random dudes with machine guns so which is what the first game kind of felt like to me okay yeah so, but I'm interested in it. I don't know if I'd buy it. Uh, I'd have to see more on it. Uh, realistically, I think I'd have to go back and play the other two and try and find some love in them before I could buy this because I don't think I could just hop into this one without playing the prior ones all too much.
1: Yeah, except for... I feel like they designed them to make sure that you don't have
0: to... Um... Well, and that's good for people like that. For me, yeah. though, I couldn't hop into the third game of a series and just get invested. Right, right. Um yeah. The only the only game that ever did that to me was uh Dark Souls two. I played uh Dark Souls two quite a bit and just clicked and I was because like, I liked the first one, but I didn't love it at first. And then I played the second one, fell in love with it, and I was like, fuck. And I went back and played Dark Souls. I played Demon Souls before that, but um that game was kinda clunky at the time. And again I have a lot of love for that game now. So uh that's like the only series that's ever done that otherwise. I don't really hop into a game later and go back. It doesn't happen very often. Right. So uh, anything else? No. Let know in the comments. What do you think about uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider? What do you think about the video? Are you excited for this game? What are you excited about? Are you not excited for this game? Uh, not really your uh, cup of tea. Or you're just like, fuck, this game looks like shit. I hate it. I hate the woods. Uh, let us know. But that's going to do it for this episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty Loot Gaming. So thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook at Tasty Loot Gaming. Check out my streams on Twitch and on this channel at uh, Tasty Senpai. All one word. Hit the notification button. Know when I go live. Uh, we're on Discord. Uh, Link down below. Also, uh, Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast platforms. You can listen to us there. And I believe those are also down below. Yep. All like eight or nine of them. So there's quite a bit. If you're listening to this, make sure to come check us out on YouTube. And, yeah, my name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And until the end of the week, we'll be doing two episodes this week, Game of the Month and uh, Plus Club. Uh, So hopefully you guys get a chance to play those games. But until
2: then, have a great week, guys, and take it easy.